All right, welcome everybody. This is the Joe Danier podcast. I am Joe Danier, your host. Today, I want to talk about religion, and it's not a very popular pursuit to talk about religion, except around you know special audiences. You go into general social media or general conversations, and it's one of the most radioactive topics that you can get. You go to Thanksgiving and you talk about politics and religion, and you're sure to have somebody get mad at you for some reason. And so, I like to hit every once in a while. Like I'm, I'm a science guy. I'm a, I, I like truth. I like evidence. I like the pursuit of knowledge. And so when it comes to the topic of religion, um, you know, I look historically and I found that every civilization in one way or another finds some kind of religion. And I think it's mostly, and and if you're listening to this podcast for some kind of answer, you're not going to get it here. This is going to be just a pursuit of a conversation for understanding, just like most of the, the most intriguing and deep conversations, uh, if it were easily answered, it wouldn't be a deep conversation. So this is one of those ones where uh, we're, lo- we're going to move around the periphery, but the rest of it's up to you and how you feel. And I'm not going to begrudge you if you feel one way or the other, because this, honestly, it's a personal pursuit. Whether or not, you know, it doesn't affect me one way or another if you find some kind of method for justifying your existence, trying to pursue your goals, trying to be a better person. I mean, whatever it takes to have you be that. And it's none of my business. Now, me, I use religion as a tool. I try to get an understanding where you, you know, you look up at the heavens and you look out in the ocean and you just get a realization of how insignificant you are. You know, you, it, it's really, it, it minimizes your, your life a little bit when you know just how easily you could be killed off and how little you mattered in the grand scheme of things. And so we dig through these philosophical things um, and uh, all these religious things to find, you know, what the heck are we doing here? What is our freaking purpose? Who made us? Where do we go when we die? Like all of these things are good to sit around a campfire and drink wine over. And, you know, there's existential uh, debates where, you know, one side always thinks that they've kind of got the answer, when in reality, nobody does. And that's what makes this such an interesting deal is that anybody who's hardened in their belief and just know that they're right and no one else is, it's a person you're not going to get along with in this topic. But what about it makes it that? If, if all I'm doing is if I'm taking two Pez every morning and I feel better because of it and I blame the Pez for making me feel better and I get healthier and it motivates me and it gets me through the day and keeps me acting the way that I should and controls my behaviors and my impulsions and uh, impulsiveness and my compulsions, uh, what matter? What does it matter to you if I give credit to the two blue Pez every day? It, does, it doesn't really matter to you. The reason I'm doing it doesn't affect anybody. Uh, but how hard would you try to convince me that the blue Pez has nothing to do with it when I got evidence the blue Pez has everything to do with it. You take the blue Pez out of it, I am no longer inspired, and all of the dominoes that happen after the fact are meaningless, and they don't happen anymore. And so you're going to say that the blue Pez didn't cause it, right? And I'm going to say that it was necessary in the causation, And so that's where we get into the depth of the religious fight is that the names who cares and the philosophies who cares and the rules who cares and who's wielding it, who cares and the timeline, who cares? Really, that's it. You can you're going to pick up a book today and you can read about how to start a business. Right. And there's five thousand different flavors of how to start a business. The principle is that having a successful business is why you picked up the book, not that that flavor is the absolute right version of it that's going to make the business successful. And in 
fact, if I read 20 different business books, I can pull out 20 different ideals and construct a successful business cherry picking the best of all of those different books. Right. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that the stuff that I didn't follow was shit. Right. I just was able to put together the best of, of my philosophy and my, you know, actions and what I believed in based on what I picked out, what made sense over the course of the different books. And I think that's the deal. Like, why do people do this? Okay. You got one uh, early Joe decided that religion was about control. It was about keeping people that maybe not be the most, uh, you know, intelligent amongst us, gave them something to keep themselves distracted so that they weren't killing and murdering and pillaging and they needed that. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like if that's the case, then if the whole thing was to keep dumb people occupied with it, so be it. I mean, it's a guy, I can't think of a better use for keeping dumb people from hurting themselves and others by giving them something to chew on uh, to keep them out of trouble. That's cool. And then you have the middle ground where you have the conventionalists and traditionalists. They they go with the flow, and it seems uh, like it's adding something to their life, and they like being around other people, and it, it, it gives them fulfillment. So be it. They're not you know, hardcore, and they're not softcore. They're just, just in the middle. And then you have the people like me who the in-depth – the explainers, like, I want to know, I want to know information and I want to know why um, I want fat math formulas and whatnot. So when I read, you know, I, I've never actually read the entire Bible. What I have is I've re- I get to the beginning because that's where you're supposed to start anyway. And I start reading through Genesis and I get through Genesis and I'm thinking, okay, well, they're saying some stuff that my brain starts rejecting. You know, and I don't know the names of it, but let me just make this up. So Tom Smith was 582 years old, years old. Okay. So far I'm out. Like, I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense. 2000 year old book. People live to their 500 years. So then Joe starts thinking about it. He drinks some wine. He sits around the campfire. I'm like, okay, so what, what prism is this going through that makes 520? Did they, was it different types of record keeping did they gauge time differently? Was maybe time going faster? Maybe time was going slower? What are the possibilities that somebody took note of time that's different than today's time? Obviously, I don't believe that they were using the exact same clocks that we are right now and somehow somebody clicked off 500 birthdays. And I'm, I'm, my math, my, my numbers might be wrong, but they to fill in the right numbers and it's, I'm, I'm not going to have to change my verbiage here. But, uh, you know, that's where my brain would get hung up. You know, give you know if it was if it was taking sort of like taking some creative liberties and creating a story by making things a little bit more exaggerated than they were, then fine, just just say that. Like you know, you how about a long time, right? And it turned into five hundred years, then that's you know that's a, a different thing. But you know, Genesis confused me a little bit, and that's when I bail out. So I don't make it three chapters in, right, or three whatever those things are called. Uh, before I'm out because at least chronology has to be, you know, at least chronology has to line up. And and that's another thing where, you know, uh, I've had pastors before um, tell stories at different parts and do explanation. And that, that resonated with me. I was able to understand some of this, but I read it myself. Like I get lost in the wording and how the phrasing and the words that they use the whole thing. I get a little confused. So the Bible really hasn't ever been for me, but then I hear, that the Bible was even written out of order so that there's the chronology jumps around at different time periods, depending on like, if you read from the first page to the last page, you're jumping all about all these time things. And that's, it's just 
you know, they do it in movies and that confuses me, let alone a book that I'm already going to struggle with. So they said that they have these chronological Bibles that get laid out end to end. And, you know, I, I someone even gave me one like that. But I, I just, like I said, I, I've not got it. But that, that doesn't make me any less committed to the logic of having some kind of religions. Because even on the secular side, human beings just have this this need to believe in something that they don't see. I don't care if it's UFOs. I don't care if it's uh, environmentalism. Uh, I don't care if it's Sasquatch, right? We, we were able, our brains are able to believe into something that even might be far-fetched. And we like to believe those things. And it builds our character around what we're willing to uh, expose ourselves to. Some are fun. Like I said, UFOs are fun. I used to listen to George Nori growing up. And I used to love, you know, was it Saturday, really late, na- late night uh, radio when they were talking about unexplained things and, you know, aliens and abductions and whatever. And that was always fun for me. If somebody cornered me and said, do you believe in that stuff? After listening to a bunch of those shows, I'd, I'm, you know, I'm willing to extend myself to say that I don't know that it's not true. I don't necessarily know that it is true. And that's the same thing about religion. If someone cornered me and say, hey, do you know all of this is factual? And, and I would say, no, nothing. I, I don't know what happened in the White House yesterday was factual, right? Because anytime I get information secondhand that I don't get it firsthand, I got to trust the sources. And for quite frankly, I don't really trust many people about anything. Now, will I believe into it until I give a, you know, a, a, a good reason not to? Sure, I'll, I'll listen to the, the news until I'm given a reason not to. It doesn't mean that do I believe in something equates to will I not pay attention to it, right? And so I'll pay attention to things biblical. Have I been made a better person because of religion? Absolutely. Have I found answers to, you know, the mortal being that is Joe? Uh, yeah, I've absolutely learned a bunch of stuff. It's one of the uh, books, you know, the the teachings of Christianity is is something that I've connected into, but I wouldn't probably be organized as a very good Christian because I'm such a in and out. Like there's only certain portions that I apply and there's some portion portions that I probably don't. I've, I've been a Christian my entire life and there's probably portions of the belief system that aren't even my wheelhouse. I'm still finding something out in my forties about how, what the religion even is. Right. So I would say I'm a very passive believer but I think it's a trove of good information that humanity has assembled over a long period of time. And I think there's a lot of knowledge and, and wisdom in that book. Do I, should I think all of it should be uh, accepted and useful to everyone? Probably not. It's written by a whole bunch of different people. probably applies to all kinds of different people. There are parts that probably aren't written for me. And so that's the kind of listener I am uh, or believer that I am. But what I think is that we, we have vilified having a religion because of Number one, humans really don't like to be told what to do. They don't. So if we can pick an option that says there are no penalties and uh, we can make up our own rules, we're going to take that one pretty much every time. And there's a benefit in religion to some people. Like, what does it give to you? If people aren't looking at the, the, the purpose of their life and they're not really digging in to find meaning or fulfillment, like, religion might not be even be an option. Why go there? You have to give your money and you have to give up an hour every uh, you know, every Sunday, like what, what's the reason, what am I getting out of it? What's the cost benefit? And you know, it, there's nothing in it for most people until, right. You get a hunger for that type of knowledge. Uh, somebody on Facebook the other day brought up, like you get to a certain age and you go to a historical site or a museum or whatever. And then 
if you're presented with a plaque and you read that plaque in front of your kids, like it's a substantial thing. But as a kid, think about it. If you came uh, in front of a plaque when you were uh, a kid, it's not that you didn't care about the memorial or where you were at, but you weren't hungry for the information. As an adult, you're hungry for what's on that plaque because you're interested. You're there. You're looking through the history. You're you're, you're picturing yourself as a kid. You're going through nostalgia. So you're reading that as just an extension of what that means. And you're trying to encourage the next generation to also dig in, but they won't realize that until later on when they're actually hungry, just like you are. So you have to give them the, you know, the ability uh, or the liberties to be able to delay being interested in those kinds of things until they're actually hungry for it. And so I I do, um, you know, connect those two things. If you're not hungry for religion, then don't go to that buffet, go, Find meaning elsewhere. It's not your time, and maybe someone down somewhere down the road you'll actually wonder. But I hate when somebody has a punchline to a joke, right? And they want to say the punchline so bad that they'll make up instances where they can just tear into you. That's, a, that's called like that ambush thing I, I mentioned a couple shows back, where they want to say something so bad they wait for somebody— to, to say something so they can respond to it. Well, the thing is, people want you to find religion, and they're trying to push it on you right before you're hungry for it. You're not going to get any benefit from religion if somebody else is making that decision, right? You're going to go begrudgingly against your will, right? But you're not going to really get the benefits of that religion. But on the other side of that, like I said, human beings will always create a religion where there isn't any. And so one of those things is like, you know, government. Let's treat government as these characters and they solve all of our problems and we worship before them and we give them money and make uh, you know, these sacrifices for these people. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't really like any of those people and I'm not, you know, worshiping at their altars and, um, and you know, I'll probably be more mean to them than not. I'm a cynic of them and, uh, and I'm going to treat them accordingly. And across the board, right, I, I've just been very apprehensive about joining in to anything that feels like it's pulling me into the cult, the social cult of, uh, you know, with that social pressure to be involved, something that feels like I'm, I'm doing some kind of weird worship. But anyway, uh, those people who worship at the altars of politics and environmentalism and, you know, the movies and TV and music and all that kind of stuff, uh, they get, have all the downside Right. They have all the downside where you're still sacrificing your time and your treasure and you're giving someone else attention that might not even care or know who you are. But you don't get any of the upside. You don't get any of the upside of the benefit of what a religion is supposed to do, like giving you some kind of fulfillment and purpose and whatever you you change from creator like you human beings are supposed to be a being that's able to make stuff right and with these other religions you're just an observer it never asks you to do anything except for to make sacrifices it's not a hey you know what let's give you these powers to create and then you go out there and you know do your thing and that's mostly why none of these things are attractive to me i'm not a follower in any sense of the word so for me to you know just be in an audience is terrible. I don't want to be in the audience. I want to be on stage. I want to be the leader. I want to be the person writing the script. I mean, and so, yeah, it's all, it, it just hasn't been a very natural, you know, a natural environment for me. But again, I wanted to free flow through this. Like I said, I don't have really real answers. This is just Joe's commentary as I was thinking about it today. These are my raw feelings. And again, I, there's, I, there's not nobility. There's not a moral to this story other than I love the fact that I can parse through this and update my beliefs at any time. And 
and change my mind if I, I need to sometime in the future. I've, I've been in both circumstances. I was extremely religious at certain point, portions and not so much at other portions and rediscovered religion. And the, the, the flavor of it, I have it right. The flavor I have for it right now is the most comfortable flavor it's been. And I think I've never really had more of uh, the support from religion. I feel like it's, it's propping me up and giving me answers where I need. So um, again, there's this where I am till next time on the Joe Danny podcast.